Well, good morning and welcome to church and welcome to our series, Rediscovering Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad somebody's excited. Um, Christmas is full of traditions, isn't it? Good. Yeah, good, good, good. Christmas is full of traditions, you know, traditions that are handed down from, from your family. How many people have got Christmas traditions that have been handed down from, good, at least we've got a few people that have got traditions that are handed down from families. Some of those revolve around food. You know, Christmas is not Christmas unless you've got a Christmas pudding or, you know, ham that keeps on giving, the gift that gives and keeps on giving after Christmas, or it might be something else. For some others, it revolves around special Christmas tree ornaments or the time you put up the Christmas tree or the way you do it or you do it as a family. I remember when I was younger that one of the things was that we all needed to kind of gather together when we put the final Christmas tree ornament on the top of the tree. That was something that we used to do as a family when I was much younger, but something that we brought in from friends from overseas, from when we travelled overseas, is the Christmas pickle. Christmas tree ornament, Christmas tree pickle, you'll have to look it up. That's, yep, you'll have to look it up. Leaving it there for you. Some of it may be cultural, you know, um, the cultural traditions that flow through and are part of our celebrations of Christmas. For others, it may be coming to church with your family. That's your Christmas tradition. And yet for some others, they don't have any Christmas tradition whatsoever. It's just another day. It just flows on. But for us within the church, there are so many Christmas traditions that we can kind of pick and choose and have, whether it's a particular Christmas carol that we love or one that we don't like or whatever it might be. We have Advent calendars that we talked about last week. We've got Advent wreaths and Advent candles, all sorts of Christmas traditions. But see, a tradition there helps us mark what is special. It helps us create some significance in our life. It reminds us of the importance that we have in this time of year. This year, as we rediscover Christmas for ourselves, looking at what holds meaning for us and how we can reconnect with our Lord and our Saviour, with our God, who was born in Jesus Christ all those years ago, how can we reconnect it is important for us to acknowledge some of those traditions that we've had. Traditionally, we would be looking at uh, rediscovering the Christmas peace on, Christmas, on the Sunday before Christmas. Now, I'm breaking with tradition. We're looking at it this week, mixing it up, so to speak. Because it's good to rediscover traditions, but it's also good to actually understand why we have traditions not just to do them, but to understand them and have them mean, have meaning for us again. And so, Tom, sometimes when we challenge our traditions, sometimes when we um, redefine them, shape them slightly differently, they bring more meaning for us. So I want us to bring some fresh understanding of what it means for us to have Christmas traditions, but also how we can discover peace this Christmas. Rediscover peace for us. Let me tell you about a tradition that has been going on from the 13th century. Christmas tradition that's been running for 
700 years. It actually comes from Finland, from the city of Turkuk um, in Finland. It's a tradition that stems all that way back. And it's a declaration of Christmas peace. Each year on Christmas Eve, at noon, they declare Christmas peace. Now, you might be going, oh, fantastic. This is, isn't this great? Well, I'm not going to read it to you in the original Finnish. Aren't you thankful for that? One, because I can't read Finnish anyway, so that's all right. But let me give you the English translation for it. So here it is. Tomorrow, God willing, this is a declaration of Christmas peace. Tomorrow, God willing, is the grateful celebration of the birth of our Lord and Saviour. And thus is declared a peaceful Christmas time to all by advising devotion and to behave otherwise quietly and peacefully. Because he who breaks this peace and violates the peace of Christmas by any illegal or improper behaviour shall under aggravated circumstances be guilty and punished according to what the law and statutes describe for each and every offence separately. Finally... A joyful Christmas feast is wished to all inhabitants of the city. Wow. You bet that was going to be something completely different, didn't you? You were thinking there was going to be something, you know, uplifting and spiritual. What they're actually doing is, is coming back to the traditions and actually declaring that Christmas time is a time of peace from violence. It's a time of peace from um, robbing one another and any other crimes and hatred and fighting that was going on Christmas was a day of peace. And those who broke the peace would be punished more severely because of the sacred nature of Christmas. So it actually has a lot of meaning. And, in, you know, within the city, there's people that crowd the, the, the city square as the city official steps up onto the balcony and they, they play, you know, A, a Christmas hymn beforehand, and, and what was it that they had? Oh, a mighty fortress is our God, and they'll have brass bands playing and they'll have choir singers and they'll make this solemn declaration that Christmas peace is being pronounced. It's important for us to understand our traditions and what it means. But this is not the only time that we have Christmas traditions are not the only Christmas traditions that we have. See, having a tradition that says we, we want to recommend to people that they behave respectfully and in a peaceful manner, that they behave in a way that is showing good behaviour to one another, believe it or not, the world around us, with our commercial understanding of our world around us, has almost exactly the same declaration of behaving well. Just think about it for a moment. In our Christmas time, you know, he's making a list of who's naughty and who's nice. There's a, there's a declaration that those who are good, that those who behave well will be rewarded. This declaration of Christmas peace, it's a good reminder of the birth of Jesus and that he brings peace into our world. The declaration you know, for, for the people of Turkuk in Finland, starts with singing, ends with a triumphal band playing. 
if we stay with our Christmas traditions at the moment, we'll actually find that one of the Christmas traditions that we talked about and I just alluded to was the, the Christmas tradition of having an Advent wreath and having Advent candles that you light each Sunday. And each of those candles that you light represents a different aspect, a different word that we have, love and joy and hope and peace, are the four main candles around and the middle one, the Christ candle. But if you were to be doing that Christmas tradition where we are lighting this candle of peace on the week before Christmas, the Sunday before Christmas, it's often called the peace candle because we're declaring it, but traditionally it was called the angel's candle. It's the angel's candle because the angel declared that the peace was coming to earth through Christ. The angel announced Jesus' birth and he brings God close to us, close to each other, and we celebrate that. So let's just jump back into the Bible. Let's hear the announcement to the shepherds by the angel of Jesus' birth and the peace on earth will be there. So that night there were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep, and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were terrified. Now, I would be terrified too. If, if the angels came down and suddenly that, you'd, you'd hardly want to sing and leap for joy, but I'm sure there would be still some terror there because angels are mighty beings. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, the one that you have been waiting for, the expected one, the one that all of history, all of your struggles have been looking for, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will actually recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth laying in a manger. And suddenly the angels were joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and what? Peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. It's not just straight peace, is it? It's peace on earth to whom God is pleased. I wonder if you stopped and paused for a moment whether your life would reflect the fact that am I living a life that God would be pleased with? Am I experiencing the peace that God has in my life? Maybe because I'm not living the life that will please God. Maybe that's the challenge that we need to hear. It's not a blanket piece for everybody just to take on board. Wouldn't that be lovely? But it's actually a piece that says, my heart is being tuned back in with God and what God's statutes has for us and what way we should be living that changes us. And then coming back into the passage again, and when the angels 
spoke. And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's actually go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby laying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the separate stories were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. And the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. See, this angelic proclamation of peace to the shepherds can actually give us insight into rediscovering the peace of God in our lives and especially during this Christmas time. So let me ask you this. As we lead up to Christmas, how's everything going for you? Is this lead up to Christmas the same as last year? Is it the same as the year before? Is it just rolling on with the traditions of Christmas and just doing as it is? Or is this Christmas a bit different? Maybe if you're honest, you might be saying Christmas generally for us is busy, is hectic, is frantic. You know, that kind of wraps up most of, most of people's understanding of the time leading into Christmas. You know, I've been asked of a couple weeks ago and, and lately over the last couple of weeks, how have been going? What's been going on? How have you been? It's a, it's a lovely question to be asked by people. Um, and, and I've been thinking about that and pondering on that and what that actually means for me. And, and I think I've come up with the word that is sitting on my heart at the moment that describes how I'm feeling and I think probably describes how lots of people are feeling. I think we often feel overloaded, that there's pressures of things to finish and complete, there's extra things to happen, we want to get everything complete before you know, the year runs down and we have a bit of a break over the Christmas, over the New Year period and, and, and we've got extra events you've got to go to, there's other people who require more work from you, there's meetings to go to, there's events to go to, there's presents to think about, there's family to think about, there's Christmas messages to think about, the way we're going to do it this year, there's just so much going on, we wonder how we ever get to complete it all. I think overloaded is the word that I feel. And I think for many people, that's exactly for them as well. You know, this could be coming from anywhere. But it doesn't help that it, we've had the year that we've had, or actually the two years we've had. So for many people, talking about peace seems so far off, so far away. It's a good idea, but it's not going to be achieved in, in my life because Christmas is overloaded. It's hectic. It's rushed. It's not peaceful. So the thing is, whenever we think about our Christmas story, the story of the birth of Jesus, and we think about the shepherds, and we think about the angels proclaiming peace on earth, and we think about all of this, and we think about the birth of Jesus and Mary and Joseph and their travelling, we often do it in such a way that it's just 
makes it flow so easily for us that it doesn't have a major impact because we think it's all so peaceful, it's nice and easy. But the reality is Jesus was born into a troubled world. Jesus was born into a time of of fighting and upheaval. Jesus was born into a time that was far from peaceful. But this is where God appears. God appears not in the meek, the mild, the gentle, the quiet, all those kind of things. God appears in Christ in the midst of turmoil. And the angels pronounce that peace has arrived. Peace has arrived because Israel in that time was in the middle of the Roman occupation and been oppressed, been suffering, suffering, and they've been wondering, where is God in all of this? Think about it for a moment. That Jesus was born to a young Jewish couple who in the middle their world has been turned upside down. Not only are they trying to navigate the birth of a child, but they're also having to travel by foot to another city to be counted by the government, which means they're away from their family, their friends, those, and the experience of childbirth for the first time is scary at best. It will be frightening for this young family. Anything but a peaceful process. In all of these circumstances, in all of these struggles, this is where God shows up. This is where God continues to show up for us each day in our pains, in our fears, in our confusion. God shows up and brings peace in our grief and in our loss and in our uncertainty, God shows up and brings peace. God brings peace to calm our hearts, peace that redefines how we see our circumstances. Let me share you with you from Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, um, through to verse 6, no, through to verse 7. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone who sees that you are considerate in all you do, remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Now, we've heard this before. We've preached on this before. Talked about this before. And the reason that we pray about everything, that we bring everything to God in the midst of our turmoil and up and down is that then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Prayer is the key for us. The process of finding peace in the turmoils of our life and the world around us is found in praying to God. But even more than the power of prayer and our communication with God and our connection with God, we experience peace that flows through that prayer. We experience a change in our perspective 
because of the peace of God in our lives. Have you ever known those those humble servants of God that no matter what's going on in their life, they continue to fall on their knees and pray. They continue to bring their petitions to God, even the, the circumstances are horrible, and they continue to see that God is working in their midst. There's a peace that is sitting upon them that really goes beyond all our understanding because of their connection they have with God that is able to change their view of their circumstances and that brings peace upon them because God is enough and God can be trusted. God is made fully realised in this person of Jesus who we celebrate at the Christmas time, the birth of Christ. And Jesus is the one who brings peace to the earth. The prophet Isaiah calls Jesus the Prince of Peace. So let's listen to that from Isaiah 6, Isaiah 9, verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. This is a, this is a prophecy. This is a proclamation of Jesus' birth, of the Messiah's birth. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government rests on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of of peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord's heaven's armies will make this happen. Notice who proclaimed Jesus the peace of the world was coming in was the Lord's heaven's armies. God is there, changing our hearts, changing our minds, giving us peace that we can live into when we start to let God into our lives. Do you have the peace of Christ with you this Christmas? If you want the peace of Christ in your heart, I encourage you to pray. I encourage you to pray and bring all things to Christ, all things to God. So let's just pray together. The Lord God, yes, we know that our times can be tough, they can be difficult. Lord, we know that Sometimes we struggle with our life and we are seeking a time of peace. We're seeking a time of hope. We're seeking a time of joy, of love. These are the words that are traditionally associated with with Christmas and, Lord, we ask that you make them real in our lives. We ask you, Lord, that we may find your peace upon us this year, today, now. May we know your peace that can only be made real through loving your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we just give ourselves to you. We hand ourselves over to you. 
We pray this in the power of Jesus' name. Amen. And let me finish with this, a word from 2 Thessalonians, verse 3, 16. And it's actually a blessing. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. The Lord be with you all. Amen.